You're listening to One of One with Sloika, conversations with artists. If you're curious about creators, NFTs, and Web3, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Pam Voth. Let's go. Kingston Vandergriff is a globetrotting travel photographer with over 400,000 followers on TikTok. He is a Nikon creator, AVEX artist in residence, and was listed in the NFT 100 by NFT Now. His photographs have been published and exhibited around the world. Houston has Down syndrome and inspires others both inside and outside the disability community by using his camera as his voice to break down outdated stereotypes one photograph at a time. Today, he joins me along with his mom, Katie, to talk about his latest travels and photography projects. Welcome, Houston and Katie. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Pam. It's an honor. Well, Houston, on your TikTok, I've noticed that you've been some very fun places this year. Can you tell us where you traveled this year? This is a tough question. I travel um, a lot. You travel a lot? Yeah, I travel a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think in the past year, I guess we've gone to Italy and France, right. Las Vegas, New York, San Diego, and then just within the last few months, we've gone to Turkey twice. Twice. We've been yep. fortunate enough to do that. And Houston led a 10-day trip to Egypt. Egypt? Yes, it yes, was amazing. Yep. It is amazing. And then we went for two weeks on an influencer trip to Portugal to showcase accessible travel. And Portugal's a pretty cool place. You know, they have Roman ruins that go back 2,000 years but yet they have worked really hard to make every castle and every monastery and every cathedral accessible, so wheelchair-friendly. And so wow. we got to be a part of a trip to really to showcase the efforts that they've made to be inclusive in their country. And it's, it's pretty cool. That's amazing. I was able to visit Portugal last year, and I was just blown away by how friendly people are there and just how they really enjoy having visitors to, you know, in their city. I was only in Lisbon. But what other cities did you visit? Did you go around the country there? Yeah, I'm so doing it. Yeah, we did kind of the internal loop. I think mm-hmm. actually we were in touch with you when we were there, yeah. giving us tips and things, which was really nice. But we, we went to Nazare and Cascais. I'm not sure exactly how you would well, pronounce that. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, in Portugal. But we spent a lot of time in Lisbon, too, which was just a beautiful city. And we got to meet up with some Web3 friends, which was super cool. And Houston had a picture that he took there that was a part of an art project that we've been a part of called Artist Communication. And that is 24 artists. Good artists, yeah. Each paired up with a different artwork and for interpreting each piece. And so Houston had a piece... I think I saw on, maybe on your banner or some of your media that you had the yellow trolley car, which is so iconically Lisbon. Yeah, yeah. And so that was Houston's image also, a little bit different take on it. But yeah, it turned out to be an amazing trip and a, a beautiful place. Did you like going on those trams, those trolley cars, Houston? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, you like to take pictures yeah. of him? Yeah, he, he got to help the driver up the one, that really steep hill that goes yeah. up to the gardens. He got to help the driver drive the trolley up the hill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's why they have him. <laughs> Just add that to your talents, right? Yes, right. <laughs> so I saw on your TikTok, your videos, that you were riding a camel. And I wanted to ask you about that. That was in Egypt. 
And it looked like riding a camel was very fun. Did you know the name of your camel? You mean Alex. Alex is my friend. Yeah. Yeah, Houston gave him the name Alex. Yeah, okay. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> we were in Egypt for part of a, a group. We spoke at a, a travel conference last fall in Las Vegas. And a man there who has a travel company from Australia came up and he said, I want you to lead trips for us. Oh, and of wow. course, you know, that's our love language right there. But he's from Australia. And he said in their city, they had a big accessible program and they had a big unveiling. And it was essentially a boardwalk for the accessible, you know, being accessible. And he said he was so disappointed because, you know, with his company, they take people in wheelchairs skydiving and swimming with sharks. And he said he just wanted to be able to show that there's so much more and so the trip that Houston led, it was the first one that he's done, was to Egypt. And we definitely did the adventure. We, we did a boat, a boat down the Nile <laughs> yep. and a hot air balloon ride. Yeah. And the camels were probably the most intense. Uh, you know, we had yeah. ridden the camel at the zoo, but not ever just out in the outfit around the <laughs> circuit. <laughs> the payment's not The payment's not. Yeah, the payment has that. No, I don't know. The zoo is fine. Yeah, we'd never seen them before, but they're pretty spectacular. It's everything you see in the movies. (laughs) It was super cool. So I've heard that camels sometimes spit at you. Did you have that happen or see that? Oh, no, no. We had nice camels. I'm assuming (laughs) based on where we were. I know the travel company that we work with. It's called Travello is the name of the company. And they work really hard to be very responsible tourism and they say that they only work with vendors that treat their animals well yeah and yeah that's they so important only you know, support people local people with their tourism dollars and it was really a fun time and it felt really good to be I'm not sure the right words really eco-friendly but it's just a good way to travel yeah yeah did you get to see the pyramids Yes. We did. That's where we rode the camels. Yeah, Yeah, we rode the camels around the pyramids. (laughs) I wanted to ask you, how did you feel seeing the pyramids? Was that exciting? Yeah, we said about anything. Yeah, we did a hot air balloon ride, and our guide had told us that it was going to be over a cemetery. So Hmm. we're picturing a U.S. cemetery, you know, like (laughs) we have with, you know, some tombstones and things. Well, their cemetery is 62 pharaohs buried out in the middle of the desert. In desert, yeah. But it was, you know, King Tut's tomb and Ramesses. And all of these legendary people were buried. And it's just everything about it is incredible. The scale is incredible. The history, how well it's preserved. Again, here in the United States, you know, we have so much moisture (laughs) especially we're in Tennessee, we're almost in a rainforest, nothing lasts. But there they have jewelry that's 3,000 years old, and it looks like it was just born yesterday. Mm. It was a really cool experience. It definitely makes you appreciate history and kind of the history of humankind. Yeah, yeah, that's like going way, way back, right? (laughs) Yeah, we read a lot of Bible stories before we went, and, you know, all the way from— the people, the, the Israelites Lord, leaving right. Egypt to all the way out. It's all of that became very real getting to go. Yeah, get to see a part of it with your own eyes, right? And so you were doing some photography there, right? Yes. 
It right. seems like it would be hard to take your camera on a camel, so maybe <laughs> maybe easier <laughs> well, for a hot air balloon or something. You wouldn't have yeah, even like you know, basically come off it. No, I don't so. <laughs> Neither have I done that then Okay. So Houston sisters went and oh, yeah. our, our whole family does photography to some yeah. extent. And yeah. so probably between us on the camels, I think our group we had eight cameras. Yeah, eight cameras. But nobody <laughs> took any pictures going out. Because we were all too afraid to let go. (laughs) Well, I'll go sit up. Actually, on my phone, I'm going up. It's it's too high. Yeah, nobody pulled out their phones. Nobody used a camera. (laughs) But on the way back, everybody turned loose. And so all of our pictures are on the way back. On the way back. Yeah. (laughs) I did put it about, hey, come on. You guys sick about that. Oh, let's come on. Yeah, but the hot air balloon now, Houston yeah. had the camera the yeah, whole time. Oh, yeah. The whole time, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. When I lived in Montana, I would go out on horseback rides and then try to take pictures from the horse. And so you're trying to drive the horse and try to take the pictures. It doesn't, it's very difficult. So I can understand. <laughs> well, it would be hard on horses. You go to Montana and see like horses or come on, go on to Montana, horse mm-hmm. in Montana is. There's horses in Montana and camels yeah. in Egypt. Yes, so, yeah. 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 Say, in Montana, uh, too, I understand. <laughs> or Yellowstone. Well, we're right? to in Montana about last bull. Yeah, last year we went to yeah. Montana. Yeah, so. Yeah. 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 That's a good place. We, we've been very blessed with opportunities to travel here in the last few years. That's nice. Houston, we kind of call it the unlikely influencer. We never, mm-hmm. ever intended to be <laughs> internet influencers, but it just has really worked out. I think there's a whole different generation of people that are seeing that, you know, accessible travel and opportunities for people with disabilities are just blowing up, you know, at an mm-hmm. explosive rate. And it's exciting to get to see it and it's exciting to get to be a part of it. Part of it yeah. 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 Even just going back to the your Portugal trip, I know that place is, you know, so old. And if you're going to castles and things that are really, really old, what kind of developments have you seen people, you know, like people who are making places more accessible? Is it in terms of the signage or is it in terms of like physical? I know the physical barrier of like how they used to build would be impossible for a wheelchair user to get in. But have they made ramps or what have, what have you noticed? Making yeah, the ramps. All right. Now we have right here. The ramps are not having ramps and have been like, you dip in Portugal. To be like, yeah. I'm excited about it. That's right. A lot of the tourist areas have, you know, we say it's impossible. It's not impossible anymore because of yeah. the ramps. Yeah. They've gone in with a lot of lifts, even like into oh, a yeah. castle, which, you know, maybe a thousand years old, they've been able to go in and build wheelchair lifts to take people to the different floors. On that particular trip, Houston was the only one with an intellectual disability. Yeah. The other five influencers were all in wheelchairs. Oh, and so uh-huh. it was fun to get to yeah, travel yeah. all over and see the steps that they'd made towards accessibility. We went to the National Tile Museum there in oh, Lisbon, okay. and they have exhibits and information done in Braille. Uh-huh. And they have a lot of, you mentioned signage, a lot of the audio and visual has been tailored to fit many types of different abilities. And it's kind of fun. What we've learned is that a lot of times accommodations that are made to accommodate one person can benefit everybody. Sure. Yeah. 
it once you give it thought, you know, once you're able to think about, you know, not just being, not just meeting a, a regulation, but actually being inclusive, mm-hmm. it changes the way that you think about things. And it does make it more, you know, a ramp can help a person in a wheelchair, but can also help a parent pushing a stroller, or it can help a person <laughs> with wheeled luggage. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, everybody benefits from changes that are being made and thoughtful changes. It's really nice to get to see that happening in places all over the world. You know, when we look at the United States, we think that we're ahead in a lot of cases with the Americans with Disabilities Act. But there's a lot of places that are putting way more thought into it than we are and are embracing it rather than just trying to meet a regulation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you said that you went to Turkey twice this year. I happen to know a lot of photographers in Turkey just by, you know, like all the ones that I know through Sloika. Did you get to meet some of those photographers while you were there? We certainly did. (laughs) Our mutual friends, our experience with Web3 started almost two years ago, and we were sidelined. Today is Houston's second anniversary of his stroke that happened. Yeah, And we were kind of sidelined for about six months with getting involved with things. But, you know, our first project was with you. Yeah, yeah. This United project. And through that, we were able to meet uh, Mustafa Aydin and got to be really good friends with him and his family. And so he invited us to come to Turkey and we went there. We've met Helen mm-hmm. and it's just been a really neat opportunity to forge friendships literally around the world. Mm-hmm. And yet when you meet, it's like getting together with family. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Web3 part is it's such a real experience and everybody outside of our community just laughs at us. And it's like, you know, it's <laughs> the men you meet on the internet or, you know, it's just, it's <laughs> right. <laughs> How'd you guys meet on the internet? Like, <laughs> Yeah. It, it's, it's like the tender for photographers. <laughs> That's a really good point. That's so funny. I know the series that you had on Sloika, you know, after the artists United, cause the artists United of course was a collective where a lot of photographers came together. And then when our art sold, like everyone shared in the proceeds of that. And that was a really fun thing to work on with you guys as part of that community. But I know, Houston, you have a one-on-one series on Sloika, Moya Moya, and it was a sold-out series of one-on-one pieces just of your own art. I thought that was a really beautiful collection. Well, I don't know what it was again. Well, thank you. With that, you know, we talked about his stroke, and Moya Moya was actually his diagnosis that caused his stroke. It means cloud. It means cloud. It means cloud. Yeah. Yeah. So Houston's, it just made sense for his first one of one collection to be around clouds because that is his diagnosis. He had an eight hour brain surgery about a year and a half ago. And so he's. Yeah. I won't say fixed. Yeah, fixed in my head. Fixed in your head. (laughs) (laughs) But it kind of represents who he is and a big part of of what we've Mm -hmm. been through. And he was a, I don't actually know the terms, but I know you know the terms. He was a a grant recipient from Sloika that you got. Yeah, we had, I think at the time it was called One Roll and it was we would just step in and help pay for the minting costs of photography. So, you know, back in the day, gas was really, really expensive when we were minting photos. Sloika has always had the most efficient contract out there because we mint all the photos at one time. And so we have like a very efficient 
smart contract that is a sovereign contract for each one of the artists. So, you know, those tokens go right into your wallet and you do whatever you want with them. You could sell them, you could keep them. Yep, yep, yeah. it went into your wallet. It right. went yep. right into your wallet. But yeah, even with that very efficient contract, sometimes the gas fees were very high, but we were trying to just onboard a very talented artists and help him out with gas fees. So I know... Yes, he was one of the young photographers that received that grant. And once again, you guys were so good and yeah. so patient with us yeah. as we worked through a lot of health issues. And it's intimidating to get a first collection together. And it's a little bit overwhelming, but you held our hand through that the whole time. And that made it seem possible to do. <laughs> and, you know, I think that we're unique with Houston and with a Down syndrome diagnosis as a photographer. But I also think there are people all around that can benefit from using photography as their voice to share their story, whatever it may be, and using their art to encourage other people, you know, to, to whatever their journey may be or their struggles may be. And so it's just, we have really, truly found our family here and we appreciate Sloika being with us the whole way because no way, yeah. you've given us opportunities that we would have never dreamed of having, you know, having his art showcased in a gallery in Venice. I mean, that's just like a dream. And we do it too. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, our story is about Houston because that's our story. But the reason that we share our story is to encourage others to share their stories too because by sharing our stories, we can encourage each other and empower each other Mm -hmm. and educate each other. And that makes us all better. Yeah. Houston, do you have a particular goal with your art and your photography? What's your mission? I do art. I do photographs. I'm a little. Yep. Houston has always used photography since he was little. It's always been a way for him to express himself. Mm-hmm. We're still in speech therapy, yeah, and sure. sometimes his speech isn't always clear, but his message is always clear. And, you know, what he wants and what he knows is definitely clear. And photography lets him share that. And so as yeah, far maybe. as financial goals, we, we don't have any of those. We donate quite a bit of what he makes. Um, he makes it we try to always yeah. have a charitable element to whatever it is that we do. And that's been a really nice way for us to be able to give back to a lot of places that have, have helped us and to help with other families that are going through similar situations. Yeah. But we say that we want to travel the world and have fun. <laughs> and that part is very true. But, you know, our purpose is really deeper than that. And it's to show the beauty of different abilities yeah. and to really be able to reach a different audience than we would have just sitting in our living room in East Tennessee. East Tennessee. Now we have friends all over the world and, yeah. and photography friends, mentors, you know, people that have stepped up and helped us That's in right. so many ways. Cause it's always a learning. We're always learning. And mm-hmm. that's the neat part. <laughs> yes. You are, yeah. I am too. <laughs> I'm always learning. What's the uh, latest thing that you've learned? Was there any new photography technique or editing or? We're just born. So yeah, that's right. I, yeah. I think he said Mustafa was able to help him when we went to Turkey. We spent ten days with Mustafa, mm-hmm. and 
He's an astrophotographer and also does photography workshops all over Turkey. And he took us to some of his secret places and let Houston photograph around just incredible, historical, beautiful landscape places in Turkey. And it was really nice having a a master photographer to just tote us around. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's a real treat. So I heard from you, Katie, that you guys are headed to Costa Rica early next year. And that's a place I've always wanted to go because they have so much wildlife. And I was curious if you think you're going to see any wildlife. You think so? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, No. we are going. um, Houston's leading this trip also. It's through the same group. uh, It's Travello. Travello again. And they partner with a business called Intrepid Travel, which is one of the largest travel Mm -hmm. agencies in the world. And they're big push again for Houston is to lead adventure trips. And so with that, we're going to go ziplining and snorkeling oh, nice. and to a national park where they have lemurs, which I'm most excited about. Or not lemurs, sorry. No, sorry. no, no Sloths. Sloths. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, they move slower. <laughs> lemurs are hard. <laughs> they just run. And they be too. We have sloths anywhere. Yep, we've anywhere. only seen sloths in the zoo, never in the wild. So we're very excited they about that. Got we'll be working yep. on a farm. As part of our trip and taking cooking classes oh, neat. Uh, with Costa Rican okay. families there. And so we're super excited about the whole thing. That sounds amazing. Yes. I think there's a lot of beautiful birds there too. Bird photography is a little bit tricky for us. <laughs> just Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, oh, yeah. I just look at them. <laughs> They're too hard. Yeah, they tend to be a little yeah. faster than we move. Sloths might be a little bit more of our hour. Sloths would be easier. Yeah, it's the name of the sloth. Yeah, see the sloths at the zoo, but this time we'll see them in real life. And yeah, they move very slowly. So that maybe they'll be easier to photograph. The trick will be to get a funny face, to have him like the sloth look at you or maybe yawn. Maybe they'll yawn. It's good. Mary is not married, so you go with us. Yeah, Houston has two sisters, and they are going with us on the trip. Yeah, you could begin. Yeah. Great. Well, you know, I love taking wildlife pictures, and I always think that the yawn picture is something that is a good one. So maybe oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can get a sloth yawn. Well, you had mentioned earlier about the AVAX Artist in Residence Program, and that's been another cool thing. Yeah, right. I just... Again, we can't say enough wonderful things about our Web3 family. Everyone has embraced us. You know, I'm old in this arena. Houston's unusual in this arena. But people have accepted us and welcomed us and mentored us. And it's been the neatest experience. Again, it's just we're blown away. But the AVAX Artists in Residence program, we yeah. did that yeah. through the summer and it was lots and lots of classes all through Zoom, mm-hmm. which was really neat because it's like getting mentored by a half a dozen different specialists in the field. I might not be supposed to say this, but it looks like from what I can tell that just about every mentor has probably sold over a million dollars of art in some way. So they're definitely leaders in the field. And yet they've taken time to work with emerging artists and new artists and an experienced artist too. 
And so our mentor for that, for photography, was Dave Krugman, mm-hmm. who's from New York. And, you know, he's done really well in oh, the wow. NFT community. And he's been a mentor for us. So we've been able to meet with him and work with him. And we've not even announced it yet, but Dave had done a project called Drive that was very successful early on in the NFT community. And Houston is following his lead and doing something similar called Driven. Driven. So instead of the new cars, which Dave went around New York City and had new cars, photos, over 100 of them. Houston has done something similar, but with very old cars. Yeah, old cars. Yeah, go Cardi City. Uh, I love old cars. Old car city. And so these cars have seen better days. Definitely not as beautiful and flashy as um, in Dave's collection. But there's still beauty and use. And, you know, I won't say use. It's it's more art at this point. So anyway, we've had a good time working with him on pulling this Mm -hmm. collection together. And it will be Houston's first collection with through AVAX. And they've helped us every step of the way with that, too. So we, again, we've just been blown away by the generosity with people with their time that have helped us everything from setting up a ledger (laughs) and minting images. The whole process has been, it's a difficult process. You know, I don't guess I have to explain that to anybody that might be listening to this here. You know, there's a lot of steps to it, but we've definitely had kind mentors that have helped us all along the way. That's really great to hear. Yeah, well, and you give back so much also to the community. I know you guys are both really helpful and supportive and cheerful and <laughs> always there for everybody. You know, the, right now during the way the market is now where it's, you know, like people are not necessarily making as many sales, we can still all be there to support each other through the art and, you know, still value the idea of getting your art on the blockchain so that it's there and provenance is there. So Yeah, and we're working right now. We've been invited to lead a foundation world, and it's going to be really fun. Nice. We're putting together nice. a group, and, you know, obviously we're not curators. You know, we're not professional <laughs> artists with art history backgrounds, but we're putting it together with people that we have interacted with. We've We've got a chat group that we've called World Changers, and... There's a lot of young artists that are very talented and very driven, but maybe because of their cultural background or their socioeconomic background may not have a lot of the resources like your typical American might have. And so we're very excited about how that's going to turn out. We can't reveal much more about that (laughs) yet, but yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but that's going on in the background. No secrets. That's okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it gives us a lot to look forward to. So, yeah, I think that's really exciting. Houston, is there anything else that you are real excited about moving forward? Actually, today we're taking three of his art pieces downtown to a gallery for a show that opens up this weekend. So we've worked in the NFT community, you know, within the Web3 community, but we've also been very supportive here in our local community. And, you know, we're in, again, in East Tennessee, which people don't generally think of as a a hub for the artist community. But we have a small local arts group that's been very supportive. And so it's kind of exciting to get to see real life pieces in a real life gallery. So we're dropping those off after we finish here. (laughs) That's great. Well, enjoy that and enjoy the art opening. 
And I'm really glad that I didn't realize today was an anniversary, but I'm really happy that things are looking good for you now, Houston. 36 years. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, yep. David, my husband and I, we have our anniversaries mm. tomorrow. 30, yeah. 36th tomorrow. anniversary. That's right. I mean, it's very, I'm a part of it. But I got married when I was. Oh, nice. Yes, <laughs> <Yes>, too. <laughs> Let me have me um, one. So yeah, one other project that I'd like to mention that's just kind of cool is we've <laughs> been part of a a curated project that is on Super Rare by a curator, and her name is Eleonora Breezy, mm-hmm. and so it's Breezy Art, and she's put together a curation that is kind of a social commentary using art. And so Houston's contribution to that is an image that he took in Iceland. And so we were blessed as a family to get to go there a couple of years ago. And after we went, we found out that for babies with a diagnosis of Down syndrome in Iceland, the abortion rate is 100%. So they recommend abortion for every baby with the Down syndrome diagnosis in Iceland. And we just find that so ironic that he went to Iceland and was creating such beautiful images of Iceland. But yet, if he had been born in Iceland, he might not have been born. (laughs) That's a little complicated to even wrap your head around. So the project is called Criticized by Creating. And so it is creators using their creativity to make some type of a social commentary. And so Houston's image is a flock of seabirds. Mm. You know, I say we don't get many wildlife images. This one was lucky. (laughs) A lucky shot. But a flock of seabirds flying in front of an iceberg at the uh, Glacier Lagoon in Iceland. It's just very, you know, it's a beautiful place. Mm. But again, it's really sobering when you look at the statistics in the world that a lot of places are used. And even the United States, it's like almost 70% as an abortion rate for a diagnosis. And we think that's wrong. You know, we think no matter what your stand on abortion is, that's the wrong place to draw the line. And so it's really, again, we lightheartedly say travel the world and have fun, but really deeper, we have a deeper meaning and a deeper message that we'd like to share is that, you know, every life is worth living and every person is worth celebrating and every person has a contribution to make. Mm -hmm. And we are just honored to get to be a part of that. Well, I'm really glad to know that you're part of that project. We'll try to find a link for that and include that in our notes, the Breezy yes. Arts yes. project. Yes. You said criticized by creating? or Okay. Got it. Got it. Well, I'll look forward to seeing that shot. I'll go look for it. <laughs> and I'll look forward to seeing the next photography that you share out on the blockchain or out on our social channels, Houston. And thank you, Katie, so much for being here and for, you know, really being so supportive. Well, thank you. We, yeah, we, we, we love listening to your podcast. And so it's really an honor for us to get to be on this support. side of the microphone. <laughs> so uh, very much an honor. Well, we'll talk to you again soon. We'll see you out on Twitter spaces, maybe. <laughs> yes. And you can listen to this. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. good. In a week or two. Yeah. Yeah, we get, ma'am. Thank you. Sounds good. Thanks, Houston. Thanks, Katie. Okay. Bye.